We hear in the Gospel of Luke, they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come today and join us on the way with DJ. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It is December 3rd as I'm recording this, and we are about a week and a half um, or a week or so into the season of Advent. And I'd like to talk a little bit today about the season of Advent and how the church kind of prepares for the coming of the birth of Jesus, but also to kind of talk a little bit about um, the differences and, and why, um, as we go through this podcast today, you'll see maybe why there is such a, seems to be such a competition or an, a, a competition between the secular preparation for Christmas versus the faith-based preparation for Christmas. And I'd like to talk a little bit about those things today. I'd also like to talk a little bit about some of the things that I have done over the course of my faith journey in preparing for the season for the season of Christmas during the se- during the season of Advent that we're doing today. So, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about that today. So first of all, when we talk about the season of Advent, we talk about a season of preparation. Now, the church really has two seasons of preparation. It has the season of Advent, which is the preparation for the birth of Christ, but it's also the season of Lent, where we prepare for the commemoration of the, the resurrection of Jesus and the central theme of our faith. And so it does have two seasons of preparation, and we wear, um, as far as vestments go, and as far as um, the the way that the churches are many times decorated, we see that they are decorated, or they are kind of showing this the season or the the color of violet, and violet is that that's that that color of preparation, but also a color of almost penance as well. And so it is a preparation where we kind of go back and we kind of look and see, you know, where we are as far as Advent goes and where we are as far as our own personal faith journey. So there are four Sundays um, before the, um, during the course of the, of the season of Advent, and they each have their own word or their own um, theme, I would, I would venture to say. Um, and these themes kind of revolve around the three cycles of readings that we read, the A, the B, and the C. And we all are, are, are gifted with those readings, those different readings during the course of the season. But it's important um, when we talk about the, the seasons and we talk about the season of Advent that we do have those four Sundays that we are preparing. So it's not just... Um, not just a couple days. It's not just, you know, just a couple days and, and we're there. Um, we are really should take the four Sundays beforehand and prepare for this coming of these two comings of Jesus, which I'll explain in a couple minutes. So it is the four Sundays and the themes of those four Sundays. The first Sunday of Advent, the theme is hope. 
The second Sunday, the theme is love. So we'll hear that um, tomorrow for the second Sunday of Advent. And then the third Sunday is the theme is joy. And there's actually a word that goes along with that. It's called Gagaute or Gadaute um, um, Sunday, which is joy Sunday. And so it is kind of in the middle. And what we do is, as as you'll see, is that many churches um, will decorate their church in a rose color to kind of delineate the two, the other three Sundays of of Advent with the violet color to this rose color, and to kind of in anticipation that we're kind of almost there. And so we'll wear rose vestments. Um, the churches will be decorated in rose and so on. And so that is Gaudaute, which is the Latin term for joy or rejoice. And then the final Sunday of Advent, the fourth Sunday of Advent, the theme would be peace. Now, if we look back at the readings that we were hearing right at the end of the liturgical year, they all have almost a theme, not so much of darkness, but of how we are to move from darkness into light. And that is kind of continued over the course of the season of Advent. That again, it is a season of preparation, almost a season of penance. And so it is a time where we're in the dark, where we don't have you know, we're, we're remembering that there, wasn't a, there was a time when we didn't have the incarnation, where we didn't have Jesus among us. And, and we didn't know, you know, there were people that were living that didn't know about Jesus. Um, and so it is a movement from the darkness into light, and it's, it is a journey that we undertake. So when we talk about the two comings of Jesus... The first coming is the one that we celebrate on Christmas and during the Christmas season. And we celebrate that, and that is the, the fancy term for that is incarnation. So when we hear the word incarnation, it is Jesus coming among us as man. Um, So God, our God, um, deciding that he is going to come among us as man, going to live among us as man, and then eventually die for us um, on the cross. And then the second coming is the second coming. And the second coming is the coming at the end of time. So Jesus will come again, once again, at the end of time. And that is that second coming. So it is a season where our faith needs to be awakened. And we need to kind of say, okay, where is my faith at this particular time? In many parts of the world, um, especially in my part of the world here in the Chicago area, you know, we have, there is, there is darkness. Um, we, you know, it gets dark right now at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it, the sun doesn't rise until almost quarter to seven, 6.30 the following day. So we are in a season of darkness. And so in many ways, the symbol um, or the symbolism of the season of Advent where we move from darkness to light is reflected even in the weather and even, even in the climate that we're living in. And so our faith needs to be reawakened and awakened at this time of the year. And it's done in three different ways. First of all, when we examine the the person of Jesus, we see that when when Jesus as a person is a person of history, 
a person of grace and a person of glory. So Jesus, there's a Jesus of history, there's a Jesus of grace, and there's a Jesus of glory. And the Jesus of history is that Jesus, Jesus Christ, was a man um, that lived among us um, as God, but also as man as well. Um, so it is somebody that was born, and that's what we commemorate on Christmas Day. It's somebody that lived a life, someone that had parents, Mary and Joseph, someone that lived a life, someone that went about fulfilling his mission here on earth, and then as somebody that was crucified and that died on the cross and was resurrected and then ascended into heaven. So Jesus is a, a person is a person of history. We also talk about the Jesus of grace. And the Jesus of grace is Jesus being among us right now. Jesus is here. He's in you and he's in me and he's in our churches and he's at the tabernacle of all of our churches and he's in the presence of the Eucharist and he's within each one of us. And he is within each one of us because we can go about and we can celebrate that and we can receive sacraments, especially the Eucharist, but also reconciliation and baptism and confirmation and all of the other sacraments where we can kind of feel closer to him. But we also receive other graces. We receive graces through attending mass. We receive graces through listening to the word of God. We receive, receive graces through devotionals. We receive graces in the many ways that we practice our faith. And so Jesus becomes present to us in those times, in those times when we're sitting and praying or we're sitting and reciting a rosary or we're remembering Jesus and looking at him in adoration and participating in mass and all of those different types of things. And then finally, there is the Jesus of glory. And the Jesus of glory is the glory of Jesus coming among us at, at the end of time. Jesus coming back and Jesus saying, okay, it is now the end of time. I'm coming for the second time and I'm going to take all of those who are faithful, all of those who have been faithful to me and have followed my ways and have, have helped to fulfill my mission to go about and to go and to take them to heaven. And so that is the Jesus of glory. So that's the theology. <laughs> so when we talk about the theology of the season of Advent, that's what it is um, in a nutshell. Now, what is the reality? So when we talk about the reality and we talk about this season of preparation, we talk about um, how we, you know, as good and faithful Catholics, we go to church on Sundays and we, you know, we go and we light our, our Advent wreaths in our churches and, you know, we see the priests and the, and the deacon and the church decorated in, viol in the violet color or in the rose color if it's Joy Sunday and, and so on. And so, you know, and we have our wreaths maybe in our homes and all those different types of things. But what's the reality? Well, the reality is, is that the celebration of Christmas has become commercialized and and that has happened over a long period of time it's not such just a recent event it's something that has happened um for the last you know number of years probably even before you know our times um you know there were things you know like christmas trees and different types of things that were introduced during the course of the Christmas season that kind of contributed to that commercialization. 
and we watch our, our, our Christmas movies. We have Santa Claus, and we have all of those things. Um, as a matter of fact, here, um, you know, we always lament the fact that, you know, it, it, Halloween ends on October 31st, and it seems like November 1st, that's when all the Christmas decorations and all the Christmas things come out in the stores. And so there is definitely this commercialization. And, and again, here in the United States, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving Day, and it seems like Thanksgiving Day has kind of been bypassed, so to speak. Um, and we have, you know, the, just this commercialization and this secularization of the Christmas season. And so we, we go and we, you know, we begin to shop for our trees and we begin to shop for gifts for people and all of those different types of things. And so, you know, as somebody that is a little bit older now, um, I don't like it any more than anyone else does. Um, I don't like the fact that, you know, we're pressured in our society to, you know, begin this, the Christmas season right after the right after Halloween is over on October 31st. Um, you know, I don't like it any more than anyone else. But I really do think um, that's not a battle as faithful people that we are going to win. And so I propose today, and I don't know if anybody has ever written about this or anybody has maybe preached a homily about this or whatever, but my thing is, why do we pit the secular versus the religious? Let's try to get along. You know, we're not going to change the culture. We're not going to change the fact that everyone gets a Christmas tree. We're not going to change the fact that everyone goes out and buys gifts for people. <coughs> We're not going to change those things. Um, so why can't we just get along? So the question then becomes, why can't we prepare for the Christmas season in the secular sense, but emphasize and in our families as faithful people, overemphasize the religious aspect. Not to say that people who are faithful people can't go out and buy trees and decorate them and exchange presents and do all those different types of things that the secular world tells us. But it becomes a question of discipline and it becomes a question of emphasizing the faith aspect over the secular part. Not that they are pitted against each other or that there is a battle between the two, but that we emphasize the religious aspect of the preparation. And what that means is that we don't begin our Christmas shopping. We don't begin our shopping for our tree. We don't begin all of those things until Thanksgiving Day is over, where we can celebrate Thanksgiving and then we can move many times into the first Sunday of Advent that same weekend. And so that is the beginning of our preparation. And that is when we should look out and buy trees. And this is where we should go and get gifts and accept holiday Christmas party you know, invitations and all of those different types of things. But by emphasizing or overemphasizing the religious... That means that maybe we go to Mass, and we, we go to Mass not just the four Sundays of Advent, but we make sure that we attend Mass on the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, which is a Holy Day of Obligation. 
maybe it is a season that we kind of treat the same the way that we do Lent. And we kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to go to Mass one more day out of the week other than the Sunday. We participate in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Not so much just to prepare to be able to receive communion on Christmas Day, but also because it is a season where we are preparing, we are kind of evaluating, we are awakening our faith, like I talked about before. Maybe adding some prayers, maybe adding some prayers to our life, maybe adding some scripture work and and so on. Making sure that we do have an Advent wreath in our homes and we light the candle, and if we have children, to kind of explain what we talked about as far as the three violet candles and the one rose color candle. It's having an advent calendar, and not just an advent calendar where the kids can get little pieces of candy, but to talk about each of those days, maybe St. Nicholas Day, and so on. And then it's also to celebrate the special days that are during the season of Advent every year. You know, certainly the season, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. But how about celebrating the feast or the memorial of Our Lady of Guadalupe? Or if your um, parish is blessed to have a Filipino population, to celebrate with them when they they celebrate Zimbangabi. Also, even emphasizing our connection to our Jewish roots. And many times Hanukkah occurs during the same time that our, the preparation for our Christmas does. And so maybe doing some ecumenical work and kind of seeing, okay, well, what are, why are the Jewish people celebrating Hanukkah at this particular time? So it's not so much the recapture of those parts of our lives that are happy, but it's also a, a, a time where we're preparing and we're preparing so that when we reach Christmas Day and when then we reach that Christmas season, which doesn't end on Christmas Day, that we go and we truly, truly can celebrate that time. You know, there are many things that I remember, and I'll talk about this in a separate podcast, about the preparations that we did um, for our Christmas and, and the preparations during Advent. I've mentioned some of them, you know, with the reef and the advent calendar and all those different types of things but there are many many things that we did even during the christmas season growing up that were that were a great part of my life parts of my life that i look back on that are that are i look back with fondness and i look back with happiness now i also know and i, I need to recognize this is that there are some people where the preparation for the christmas season is a traumatic time for them because it's a reminder of the times that maybe weren't so happy in their families or maybe something where someone was missing, um, whether it was a death or whether it was, you know, grieving over someone or whether it was a divorce situation where families had to go from one family to another or, you know, or, or, or so on. So it wasn't the best of times, so to speak. I'm speaking from my experience. And so we need to recognize that. And we need to recognize that not, not everyone had the it's a wonderful life type of Christmas. And so we need to recognize that when we speak to others and when we try to, try to bring them along in this preparation time. 
But the thing that we always have to remember, and this is where I'm going to kind of close for today, is that the road to Advent, the road to Christmas Day, along the road of Advent, really will end up with the Jesus of glory. That is, the Jesus of glory is what we talk about. That is our goal. That is our goal as followers of Christ. And so, even though many of us might have celebrated many Christmas seasons, might have done many preparations as far as Advent goes, the goal for all of us is to end up with the Jesus of glory. And that is where it will be hope, love, joy, and peace almost, uh, not almost, every single day. Every single day. And that is something that we can hold on to even if we're our celebration of Christmas and our preparation time during Advent is not the happiest times for us. And so I'm going to close with that for today. And so, again, thank you for joining me here today on this podcast for Advent for the season of, or the year 2022. And again, may God hold each of you in the palm of his hand and also join us again pretty soon, hopefully, on the way with DJ. DJ.